In the case of the people of the United States of America versus Harper's Bazaar, the Honorable Judge Hampton Gaines presides. All rise. You may all be seated. Will the prosecution please send forward the statement of court on behalf of the United States of America? Thank you. Your Honor, this case is important to me. As I represent our fair country and I use the word fair, Harper's Bazaar did something that was not fair. They upped the ant so high on greatness. The minds of our country, including the philosophy department at Harvard, Cambridge, and others, saw the alarming problem earlier than the rest of us and we should have listened. They made a short run of podcasts that were so much better than anyone else's, and that hit the spot of the human psyche so hard that quite honestly, we had to declare a national emergency. But let's think about the kids. The kids weren't ready to be horrified by the story about the tortured sharks and the canning process. The kids weren't ready to be scared out of their gourd by the Lost at Sea episode. The kids weren't ready to learn so much about the design world that many were being offered six figures at nine years old. It's them I'm worried about. And for the rest of us, well, we suffered greatly at the hands of this podcast as well. Hey! Order in the court. Sit down. Shut up. That's enough. I had to go to the hospital from excessive amounts of drool every time I heard Dave Diamond profess his love for Ronnie, his best friend. I had to quit my job and wait by the podcast app in case I missed an episode. Is that fair? I think not. Your Honor, I've been practicing law for thousands of years, and I represent Harper's Bazaar in this case because in this land of ours, we constantly tell people to strive for greatness. The thing is, my client didn't even do that. They just randomly typed voices into a computer and had the computer say the things they typed. Is it fair that Harper's Bazaar can do the bare minimum and still blow the proverbial minds of every simpleton on this spinning ball in the cosmos? that they can literally slap stuff together quickly and everyone loses their proverbial marbles, that they use the word proverbial over five times on the podcasts in the last few years, that they barely have to try and people lose their minds. Well, I'll say that it's not. That's the entity we are dealing with. You see, that is what they do for a living. They cobble together colors, shapes, and textures without even trying, and it just happens to be better than everyone else. You could say it was their upbringing, you could blame their parents for doing such a great job sending them to the highest-ranking Ivy League schools and having them spend years in mountains of Tibet learning the ways of the highest-ranking shamans. You could blame the parents for giving them secret drugs that only the most wealthiest people have access to, but again, that doesn't fall on them and the company they decided to create. So I think the court and the prosecution needs to step off. Your Honor, I object. Overruled. Their legal representation is just talking about the things that have nothing to do with this podcast. They knowingly designed these podcasts to get into the brain of the American publics and used secret mind tricks not seen since the movie Halloween, the Silver Shamrock trick. And they did it without even using a mask. Which Halloween movie was that? Was that Halloween 2 or Halloween 3? Quadruple object for fun. What comes after quadruple object? That's what I do. It doesn't count unless you say the word. Quintuple. You can't tell her, Your Honor. Crap, my bad. Quintuple object. Overruled anyway. So did we win. 
I don't remember what we were talking about before this. Silver Shamrock. It was Halloween 3, by the way, Your Honor. That's right. Your Honor, I bring you evidence that the court watches the movie right now to see I am telling the truth. I'll watch it. Heck yes, I'll watch it. Bailiff, bring in the popcorn machine. Do we have butter, Your Honor? Bailiff, go to the courthouse cafeteria and bring back a gallon of butter. You will all see what I'm talking about. I need my pajamas. Lights out, Bailiff. May I remove my tie during the movie? No. Robe stays on. So does your tie. College boy. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon and remember the big giveaway now. Halloween story brought to you by Harper's Bazaar. It was a cold, dark, drizzly night at the McGrady Farm on Highway 97, just off Rural Route 2 next to the Palisades Parkway. The overpass by Lone Dog Highway, next to the Hamburger Stone Cemetery, where in 1997, a group of high school kids were caught playing trumpets without a license. In the distance, you could hear the hoot of an owl and the chirping of crickets. In the farther distance, you could hear someone with terrible taste in music listening to Zebra's song. Tell me what you want, which is a song about someone not telling someone else exactly what they want. Even further in the distance, you could hear the low rumble of a Honda Civic cry, a car that is from the Manatees, so the pitch of the engine is uneven and unsteady. The car is idling while the person inside is waiting to pick up another person who will be out shortly while they grab an umbrella. The broom sweeps water off of a covered porch at the McGrady Farm as the owner nervously looks around in the darkness, hoping the rain doesn't get too heavy because they already watered the damn turnips and too much water makes them lighter in flavor. Mrs. McGrady leans the broom up against the wall of the porch and goes inside. She sits down and uses the outdated remote with tape around the back battery door to keep it from sliding off to turn on the news. The news makes the announcement. A bright shooting star was seen over the landscape in town, and it was so slow moving, many people in the area got a video of it with their phones. As the news showed the shooting star from several angles over and over again, 
The news hypnotized Mrs. McGrady. Mr. McGrady left town for Grogginess Point to help his brother with his crop, and she was by herself, except for her unbelievably stupid dog, Horace. Horace wasn't normal dog stupid, where he just poops wherever he feels like it like most dogs. He was five-star stupid. He's known for walking and looking to the side and ramming clumsily into walls, doors, trees, goats, bats, bushes, tractors. Did I say trees? Fences, cars, tires, swings, barns, bales of hay, embankments, bodies of water, oceans, street signs, stop signs, and as God is my witness, one time he walked into the side of a bank. As the news of the shooting star droned on and on in the background, Mrs. McGrady heard a noise outside. It sounded like some things in the barn fell, but not the usual sounds from the farm animals. She walked to the front floor, opened it, and standing in her yard, basking in the glow of the unusually bright moon, was a barbershop quartet. They instantly broke into song. It was the most horrifying night of her life. The shooting star had nothing to do with anything. Harper's Bazaar and its partner companies, Fine Print Small Press and Plaid Coffee Roasters, are a collection of small businesses that use their collective resources for creating tangible, collectible and drinkable things that help make life better for those around it. Learn more at www.harpersbazaar.com. <laughs>